the Super Bowl recap edition of the Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Given Broadcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play underdogs, pick them for a chance to win 100 times promo code SGPN, underdogfantasy.com for 100% deposit match. Also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month to start making smarter bets today. Also brought to you by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Enter the free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win $100 cash, a $100 SGPN gift card at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Daytona. Hmm. 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 And with all of those things, here comes the theme song, Grants Back. Yes, welcome back to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan. I'll give you a remote bomb noise for the people in the cabin. Here we're back. <laughs> That's Chris Bivens, Juke What Two Seventy Two. With a what the fuck is up, CJ? Glad you're back at it. Yeah, I am back at it. Thank you, C-Generates. I uh, was on a hiatus. I did not give out a pre-Super Bowl show. I, I, my last show was a couple weeks ago, but right before the NFC and AFC Championship shows. And if you listen to it, it was kind of ominous. I was unhealthy. I was talking about urgent care. And then, uh, then I went to real care. <laughs> I realize why that is the greyhound of health. And then uh, I'll talk about that. I'll talk about it right now, actually. And then I'll recap the Super Bowl and I'll get, actually I'll give out a few NBA bombs for tonight. But yes, I am back. Sorry, she generates. I didn't want to tell a lot of people. I wound up going to the hospital for a couple of weeks. Uh, pretty sick. Um, got back at it. It was a stupid thing. It was just a, it's a fuck it. It was a bacteria in the lung and it was, uh, but it dripped down from the mouth. That's what it was. It was, it was basically. You know, when I say you should, you know, go to Dennis, like, oh, you need a deep gum cleansing. You're like, fuck you, Dennis. You already charged me $1,400 for whatever the hell this is. So I'm like, yeah, I'll get it. And then I didn't get it. And then uh, a bacteria went to my lung and I almost died. So here we are back at it. Yeah, I try to keep it quiet. That doesn't work. People eventually find out you're in there. Uh, thank you, everyone. You're saying welcome back. And then people just get mad at you. Why didn't you tell me you're in there? I don't, don't want to. Sorry, I didn't. Hit my contact list to say, hey, I'm in the fucking hospital. It's, it's gross when you're in the hospital. Then they come visit you and you're in that fucking mock, whatever. And you go smile. You just look like death. It doesn't matter. You could be in there, you know, for a normal routine, whatever, cosmetic surgery. But when you're in that smock, you look like death. And that's what I did. Uh, it sucked, obviously. Being in the hospital sucked. But, you know, you got to take care of it. I had, had to cancel last week in Vegas, which also... Sucked. Had a lot of things planned with the boys in Vegas. Not just not only just with SGPN, but I was going to do the stand-up shows. I had to cancel all that. Uh, I'm actually more upset that I didn't lean into the content while I was in the hospital. Being in a hospital was a great opportunity to do give out picks hooked up to machines. Because who's not going to listen, you know, to a <laughs> <laughs> to a tout who's dying. You know, like you look at the IV bag, like this is a, 
Something I also don't like the looks of is Kansas City's run defense, you know, something like that. I think it'd be a good angle. Maybe I'll go back. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, last time I was, I went to urgent care. I, it, it's my, it's my fault for neglecting. I had a bug and it just kept coming back and forth. And I thought it was, I could handle it. And urgent care gave me some antibiotics that did not handle it with the fucking Patch Adams guy. And then eventually, like once I went through that, I'm like, oh, this is this isn't fixing itself. I need to amp this up. And it's one doctor online is like, yeah, you need a chest X-ray. So I went to an urgent care with a chest X-ray. And then that doctor, uh, once it saw saw the X-ray, God bless him, had a very bad poker face. He <laughs> was just like, uh, he gave me like a prayer card. Yeah, maybe this will help because there's nothing we can do. Anyway, you need to go to an ER. This is how this is how I knew it was really bad. He suggested that I because I was in Hollywood. He suggested he goes, listen, I don't normally recommend this, but you should drive in traffic to Santa Monica or somewhere to go to a hospital because you're gonna you're gonna be holed up for a bit. I would not stay here in Hollywood where it'll be chaotic. I'm like, oh Jesus, you tell me to go to Santa Monica. This shit must be real. <laughs> oh man so i am i'm upset i couldn't you get you guys a super bowl pick i I put it out there though i predicted it over time 25 22 so i hope you guys cashed in exact score no i did not um but i did uh <laughs> thank you everyone the comment room is popping up i love it um yeah we'll get into it um i chopped all my bets actually i, I had kansas city but I also had the uh, over 47 and a half, which obviously missed by a hook. Would have hit if San Fran, if Shanahan would have fucking went for the touchdown like he should have in overtime, and then KC would have had an overtime. That would have been a miracle over Bank. That would have been pretty bad beat for under players. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. Under, under was definitely the play. And that was a nice thing also about being uh, out of commission for a couple weeks, and I was out of commission. You know, I didn't want to see anything sports. I didn't give a shit. When I was in the hospital, I'm like, I don't even want to – any sports talk is just chaos, especially when I'm always even invested. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I don't need that stress. And then you turn it on, it's just the same shit. Sharp money's on uh, San Francisco. Public money's on Mahomes. Can't go – like everything and every fucking opinion is just so – overstated you're like good good god i'm glad i didn't hear any of this stuff it is funny though how it did pan out that way like the mop way was you can't bet against Mahomes as an underdog randy reed is an underdog i don't care what the better team is and that's exactly how it panned out san fran was the better team but Mahomes was just Mahomes, and he just willed them the victory <laughs> rarely does it play out like that but it also helps that Shanahan was Shanahan. Both coaches, actually. Andy Reid, people don't like the... I mean, we all love Andy Reid. He's jumping on Chris Jones, you know? But he does, he does some stupid shit, too. Like, when he called that timeout instead of challenging the spot of the ball, and then they didn't get it anyway, like, whoa, just challenge, and if you're wrong, then you give your timeout. Like, what are you doing? That's what he likes to do. But we don't care. Then he wins and we give him cheeseburgers. Chris Berman, here we go. Here's some In-N-Out Burger for you. <laughs> Anthony Barte says, CJ's 
back. Let's go. I am back. I told a little bit of the story. Maybe I'll get into that. I'll get, you know, I don't want to get too deep into the hospital stuff. Maybe I will uh, next, further down the week for the man in the box. But I have so much to talk about with the Super Bowl. That's why I didn't want to. So shout out to every one of those uh, doctors and nurses. That's another thing about a hospital. There's doctors, but they're rarely, rarely there. It's a parade of people that come in. People, that's what people are like, oh, it must have been nice to be alone, though. Get away from it all. You're never – the, the, the hospital is the most fakest alone place. It's the worst place in the world. Yeah, you're by yourself, but the, someone's coming in every hour, every single hour throughout the clock, poking and prodding you, turning on the lights. Hey, you saw you were asleep. Just thought I'd wake you up and put a needle in you. What? Yeah, to see if you're okay. You're sleeping. Yeah, I know. I'm sleeping. I'm fine. Well, I just wanted to wake you up. Why? Because I'm on shift. That's why. It's my, and I'm going to put my name on the board. Get the fuck out of here. I just want to check your vitals. Yeah, they're fine. Even if they're not fine. That's the other thing. They do the temperature. Oh, it's at 99.5 now. Who cares? People go to work with that. Well, not here we don't. Anyway. <laughs> like I said, it's great to be back, C. Generous. I appreciate it. I apologize for being out for a couple weeks during the most important part, the Super Bowl. But the Super Bowl's over. Uh, this show is going to continue on rolling on. I'll do a fun recap. Um, but after, of course, I get back to right back to ad reads because you got to grind and you got to make the money. And Sean is a fucking slave driver. But let me tell you about that. Daytona 500 contest. You rev up those engines. NASCAR is back. Check out the NASCAR Gaming Podcast. Rod Vittle Gomez and Cody Z. They're good guys. Have you covered for all things NASCAR and racing? From trucks to cup, IndyCar to F1. This show gives you drivers to watch. The most profitable picks for the weekend of racing. They're actually really good. I should have put the word actually in there. It makes it sound disingenuous. Enter their free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card and $100 cash. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Daytona. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Daytona. Also, we are brought to you by, hold on one second. Oh, that's Underdog NBA. All right, I'll put that on there. Fuck it, why not? Even though that's wrong. Underdog Fantasy. That's a way to play along your favorite fantasy players all season long. All NBA, NHL, college basketball. Simply play higher or lower. You win 100 times with some spicy plays. My favorite underdog pick them for today's show. Is Anthony Davis lower than 29 and a half? So, long watch, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over underdog mobile app site, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. It's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. And for that, you get all those things. All right. Let's go back to me. Here we are. <laughs> what a fun voice. All right. Let's like I said the Super Bowl happened. I chopped the bets at Kansas City had over, over 47 and a half. Uh chopped a lot of my prop bets too. Had Reba on McIntyre under the national anthem. She got sassy with it. What the hell's her deal? All her record, all her all her shit said she was gonna go under. I thought it was a lock. Under 90 seconds. And she, you know, she was. She does it. And then she did Home of the Brave. And then she added on another Brave. What the fuck was that? Reba? She's just ad-libbing and tossing in a second Brave and a Brave. Whoa, whoa. No, you, you got one Brave. One Brave, Reba. What's this? She screwed me there. 
My squares, I did uh, Kramer's big square contest. If anyone watches the SGPN last, there's 250 a square. I got five and five. Drawing dead immediately. Drawing fucking dead from the get-go. Five, one five you can do. Like, which actually, that's how Kansas City ended, right? With 25. But it's impossible to get five and five. It's just impossible. It'll never, ever in the history of football have a score that's tied 5-5. Five, five. Ne- it'll never be 35-all. It'll never be 25-all. It won't be 55-all. will be a couple Sammy Hagars up there. So that was great. Here's your numbers. Five and five. I might as well have the, the fucking letter G. <laughs> but that's what squares are. That's why, that's why I don't buy like four or five squares because it's all, it's just pure rolling goddamn luck. I know, Captain Insano. You would think they'd rig it. Gave the sick guy shit number. You'd think they'd rig it for crying out loud. I got bills to pay for. I mean, they're, I'm not speaking of which I'm already dodging those fucking. Good Lord, they love lighting you up. They're real friendly getting you out of there. Then they're going to be calling. Don't worry. St. Thomas will be calling. Chaplains will be calling. I did one. I did one day. Uh, one time, swear out the chaplain. The chaplain's on our row in our uh, floor, my hospital floor. So there's always like things beeping and shit. Beep, beep. So you gotta hit someone to come in, and then a chaplain come. Hello, can I help you? What the fuck? You can't help me with shit. You're just a fucking priest. Get out of here. And they are. They have no other life skills. I felt bad. I apologize for them, but at the same time, anyway. Uh, what else happened? Overtime, of course, that hit. Overtime was a mop savior for props. A mop prop savior, if you will. All the overs hit because of overtime. If you had Mahomes, any of his passing numbers, they all hit in overtime. Kelsey, they all hit in overtime. <clears throat> that was my bad beat. I had uh, One of my big bets was Purdy under 249 and a half passing yards. He entered overtime with 205, and of course he finished with 255. Ridiculous. That's all right. Just It only took the second <laughs> Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls for overtime to hit for that to happen. Oh, man. But like I said, everyone's talking about the overtime and the new overtime rules. The 49ers, the players, love admitting how ignorant they are at their job. They're all coming out and saying, we didn't know the rules. No idea. I didn't even know. They were, I didn't even know they tossed a coin. What the hell? I don't know. I have no clue. Did you know the other team got to fuck? No, what? I didn't know. I thought I thought we did. Uh, I thought we played dice for this or something. I thought we had, we settled it our own way. I thought it was like a game of horse we played. No, it's the exact same thing as a regular season, actually, except that you can a touchdown against a touchdown. That's what I love about these Niners talking about how they didn't know the rules. It had nothing to do with how they played. They went down there and they kicked a field goal. That just look at how what happened in a regular season. The regular season, it the rules are you can't win on a field goal. A touchdown wins it. If you feel touchdown, you win. So they went down and kicked a field goal. They would have won anyway. I don't understand what the fuck they're even talking about. Now, the coin toss, that that's something real. And that's on Shanahan. They won the coin toss and they took the ball. And as soon as that happened, Everyone's like, no, you should not do that. 
you should definitely kick the ball. Because the overtime rules in the playoffs were even if you did score a touchdown, the other team gets a chance to score a touchdown. And Kansas City loved rubbing in their face. They're like, oh, we were definitely kicking the ball if we won the coin toss. <laughs> they asked Reed, what do you think Shannon's thinking? Well, you know, I don't want to talk in his head. Shannon's a smart guy. He must have his own reasonings. <laughs> I don't know what they'd be, but... I'll give Shanahan this. He did throw the press off when they asked him. They're like, why did you take the ball again? And he did give an answer that no one was expecting. That 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 I'm, I was kind of impressed by that. He's like, oh, we wanted the ball third. What? Third? Yeah, you know, if it gets the third, then uh, that's sudden death. Then we then you want the ball. Huh? Never thought of that because that's insane. <laughs> Even the press is like, you know what? We're, we're going to let you go on that. We understand you just lost the Super Bowl, so you might be a bit upset. Um, but uh, that makes zero sense. JC from KC says the king has returned. What's up, CJ? I appreciate it. Captain Insano. Purdy under 12 and a half yards hit on the kneel down before OT. I know that did that. That was a pretty bad beat. He was at 13 and then went to 12. That was another one where you, I was told I was a, because I like the Purdy over rushing. And I was told I was a square or a mop if I got that, if I played that because whatever. <laughs> right. Kansas City said they're going to go for two if they scored a touchdown. And I think they just said that. And I don't even know if they would have, but I think they just said that. Just to make San Francisco feel worse about that decision. Oh, is that what they said? They wanted the ball third? Yeah, we're going to no third because we are going for two. Now, if San Francisco scored a touchdown and also went for two, then maybe you could make some sense out of it. See, that's the thing. I, I, that's why I don't understand what Shanahan did there. Now, you're down to fucking six-yard line or five-yard line. Go for it. As soon as you kicked the field goal, you knew the game was over. Kansas City's going to score a touchdown. But, like, go for it down there. If you miss, who gives a fuck? You know, you still got to stop him from going, like, 70 yards for a field goal. You still have a chance to do that. You haven't pinned down within the five. You got to go for it down there. Now, granted, that third and goal play was not Purdy's fault. I mean, they just, they left Chris Jones unblocked. Spags, Spags, man. Spags dialed up one. I tell you that much. Um, so one about third. I will say this: it, it seemed up and down. If anyone knew the rules, and I love them saying they didn't know the rules too, which is great. And then the Kansas City's like, "Well, we learned. We we, we practiced this in August. We did it for two weeks. So that's how prepared they were." Shanahan didn't even bring it up, which all right. First of all, they put it on the goddamn Jumbotron. Just look up. Ice Spice read the fucking rules. She knew the rules. Just read the goddamn It's up there. They announced it. The referee announced it. I will say this. Why was there a clock? That's what was confusing. When Kansas City went down to score, and they scored three seconds ago, and they had two timeouts, and you knew Romo had no idea what was going on. Actually, Romo was explaining the clock. Nance did not know. Nance was like, hey, they're going to go. They have two timeouts. Like, Which... Kansas City was correct. It turns out if they did not score, I mean, I mean if they, the clock went to zero, it just would have went to the second quarter. What? Why is there a second quarter? What are we talking about? Why? Are we in tornado winds or something? You need even playing field for the weather? 
get that because anytime there's a clock ticking, people are going to react to it. It's like the show 24. It's just, you just get fucking panicked. Like, why is that clock running? What's the clock for? Just have a play clock. There's no need for a game clock. It's overtime. Whoever scores wins. Or how they score wins, whatever score wins. Uh, bet detective time. I'm also not buying me Cole Harbin blacking out as he caught the game-winning touchdown. I believe he didn't know that they won the Super Bowl. I believe he didn't know the rules. Why? Because he was not with the Chiefs in August when they were practicing this, when they were going over this stuff. Sorry, me, Cole. We got you in December, uh, but we went over the overtime rules back in August, back when we knew we were going to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that's the story how me, Cole Harbin blacked out <laughs> as he's catching the touchdown. What? There's no fucking way. Get out of here, me Cole, with that stuff. I like it. It's a fun story, but you just didn't know that you just didn't know you won the Super Bowl. That's all. Um I also do like that uh the reasoning of why you should kick the ball and why you're at such a disadvantage. Not only does Kansas City know what they need, a field goal or a touchdown. First of all, you need a touchdown. San Francisco, you need a touchdown. Everyone knows that. Field goals aren't cut. But the other rule, the other reasoning everyone says is <clears throat> then Kansas City got to play with four downs, you know? They got to go for a fourth down. And you know, that's the most dangerous thing with a team going for on fourth down. That they have all four downs at their disposal. And it was the first drive, fourth and one. Mahomes at a run where Bosa Bosa breaks down to Pacheco. What are you doing, Bosa? Bosa. Hey, Bosa. How about looking at Mahomes, you idiot? Um, but doesn't that tell you thing? Doesn't that tell you that maybe the team should play like that all the time, going forward and forth down in these situations? That's why I don't want to get criticized for going for fourth down. But yet you admit that it, a football team is much more dangerous if they're always going forward and forth down. Yeah, Chris Bivens. I I believe I believe Hardman didn't know they won in the post game. I believe that. But I don't believe it's because he blacked out. It's because he didn't know the rules because he wasn't there in August when Andy Reid taught him the new playoff rules. That's why. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's confusing. I'm just saying I'm not buying I'm not buying the blackout story. What else we got here? Andy Reid and cheeseburgers. <laughs> it's hilarious how much we love Andy Reid. It's so weird. You have Travis Kelsey knocking him over. There's memes made about him screaming in his face. Like, ah, Andy's like, I was off balance. He's a little big red. <laughs> it's just like, all right, I guess so. Um, yeah, like I said, he blew that fucking timeout situation. But that's what Reed does. Reed loves mismanaging game times. But luckily, he had Shanahan on the other side. I don't know. Shanahan's getting a little too much uh, flack, I think, for the game. They're saying, oh, he didn't run the ball the second half. That was a bunch of, I mean, it was a bit weird when they were up and they threw the ball, I mean, they threw the ball, but that's, you know, they were stacked up against it. I mean, I, I, I would have I gave McCaffrey the ball a lot more. But them going for in that fourth and three was pretty ballsy, I thought. Down three. That was a, that was a fucking heck of a play. George Kittle getting his first catch of the game for that fourth and three conversion. And then Jawan Jennings with the touchdown. Jawan Jennings, good Lord. He almost won the MVP. If they block Chris Jones 
on that third and goal there in overtime and hit Juwan Jennings in the end zone. Juwan Jennings might have won the goddamn MVP. He would have three touchdowns. Man, he still would have given the fucking McCaffrey. Because we got to get someone to Disney World. It ain't going to be Juwan Jennings, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> but uh, going for on fourth and three, I thought it was pretty gutsy. Uh, not getting the ball to George Kittle at all was uh, not good. I do not understand that. I lost those props. I Everyone was saying what a big Kittle game was going to be. Uh, he did absolutely nothing. He pulled a Travis Kelsey in the first half. One catch for zero yards or one catch for one yard. It was just uh, it was a little bit bizarre. Anyway. All right. So that's it. Chiefs won. The Chiefs won because the Chiefs won. Uh, a lot of Mahomes rushing. I did hit Mahomes rushing over attempt prop. I mean, hell, he almost he almost led the game in rushing, which would have been a huge payout. Kittle did get hurt, Bivens. You're you're correct, but um, then he came back in. That was late in the game. I mean, that was late in the game though. He was not targeted or used at all over the middle. Even Kyle Juzinek, Juzinek. And shout out to Ryan Kramer, who called out Juzinek first reception of the game. First Niners reception he hit for plus 23 to 1. I think first reception of the game in general was like 35 to 1. He didn't just give it out. I mean, he gave it out to everyone. Put it in the VEASAN guide for his best prop bet, which I thought was hilarious. Everyone, had, Everyone's best prop bet was like a minus 110 play. Like, hey, Pacheco over 60 yards rushing or whatever, but, which he did not hit, 68 yards rushing. You know, Ayuk under 58 and a half. She like that. He gave out a fucking 25 to 1 thing that binked. Pretty awesome. Those guys are doing uh, the follow the money show on VSIN all week long, which is in the morning. And I got up at five in the morning to do a fucking segment for them. But I don't mind getting up that early because I have a paper route anyway. <laughs> I, do my, I do my paper out at 4.30. I go to the church and uh, get some donations there. And then I come back and I do a nice NBA segment for the boys. <laughs> for, I, I was honored to do it. I, 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 I don't usually complain when I have to do early stuff like that. Like uh, in comedy, you have to do media and shit like that, radio in the morning. But like, because it sucks. But also there's uh, people going to real jobs at that hour. And you realize that when you're going to these things, like, oh, yeah, there's people that do things outside all day that have to go to work at five in the morning. So why don't you shut the fuck up and tell your jokes for 10 minutes? Anyway, um, all right, let me take a quick read. And when I come back, we'll talk a little bit more of the fun stuff that happened in the Super Bowl, including T-Swift, some commercials, the halftime show. Then I'll give out some NBA picks, maybe Mad Box. Anyway, let me tell you about. All of Fame bets with me. Throw it in there. There it is. All right. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit. Rate it's broken down by leg as well as exceptional probability. For the entire parlay, sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, which player picks have values. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets for craft, more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN 
You get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And with that, I think we are back. Yeah, we're back here in the uh, bottom line bomb Super Bowl recap edition. My return back to the graces, back to health as I try to get nurtured back to health here. I didn't miss much, right? Oh, I, I did. I did miss this segment though. As I saw, there was a uh, tragic shooting of the uh, Joel Osteen Super Church in Houston, Texas, but it turned out to be a woman. <laughs> that's all that's the old zesty tragic news zippy tragic news segment i haven't done that in forever uh i always love the joel Osteen news because anytime something bad happens with joel Osteen, people just trash him they don't care what happens even if it's a tragedy like a shooting like that they fuck joel Osteen and his money <laughs> they just don't care what the story is which i get i mean anybody anyone who makes like that money off of uh People's desperation is pretty sick. Says me, who runs a gambling show. Anyway, um, <clears throat> what else happened? So Taylor Swift, that was a big story. They was she on the air for fifty eight seconds? They did go to her a lot, but I get it. I'm not that against the Taylor Swift situation. Um, that whole beer chugging thing. I don't know if uh, I don't know about that. Bet detectives on that one too. I mean, yeah, it looks cool. The beer chugging. I, th I think it seemed a little, a little put upon, a little forced, because she's very, you know, concerned about if she's liked by the football crowd or this crowd, every crowd, any crowd. And when she's that famous, she doesn't like anything negative about her. So then she does a beer chug, and she was impressive. She chugged that fucking beer, but I don't, I didn't buy, it. I didn't buy that being authentic. Just like the whole uh, private jet thing. Like there's that kid who tracks private jets and she wants to sue him or whatever. And she gave him a cease and desist and call him a creep. Like he's stalking him. Like, yeah, no, I'm just showing you taking a private jet from fucking one end of Tennessee to the other to get a fucking Starbucks. Anyway. <laughs> I know. You're right, Captain Insane. Now I needed that in the hospital after the doc, after the doc give me a prognosis. That'd be pretty funny. Where is it? All right. Well, apparently you have some parasites in your lung. We don't know what it is, so we can't just throw an antibiotic out there. So, Because right now they're living on top of each other. They're having a sex party on top of each other. We got to find out what's going on. Whoa, Doc, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that music for? Why is that boom box in here? Oh, it's just something we like to do to our patients to uh, help ease diagnosis. Like, as I was saying, now, uh, yeah, you have a bunch of parasites going on in your lung and bacteria. It's kind of like a house robbery is going on, and we got to find out which one's the burglar. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Doc, again, I'm going to have to ask you to stop with the boombox. I mean, if anything, for my roommate here, my patient roommate over here who's uh, been in a coma the entire time. I did not have a patient. I, didn't have a, I ruined myself. It was amazing. That that part was good. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the Kelsey Swift thing. Her boot. I did like how her – she didn't do outfit changes, but she did do friend changes. Like, she just had a different hot friend next to her every time they shot her. I, f- I felt like there was a line going outside of her suite. All right, Blake Lively, you're next. You get a you get a you get a series. You get a couple series. That's it. And some other like hot dancer. You get a play. That's it. One shot, then you're out of here. You know what's funny? After the Super Bowl, <clears throat> Travis Kelsey went right into immediate Travis Kelsey douchebag mode. And we all became like Swifty. <laughs> like sympathizers at that point. What's 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 Kelsey when he started doing his bullshit? <clears throat> it's like Viva Las Vegas and this BC boy. Fuck, gee, how frat can you get by doing? You got to fight for your right to party. So he's going. We want to fight for your right to party. And then all of a sudden, all the NFL fans are like, Jesus, me. What's Taylor Swift doing with this guy? I feel bad for Taylor Swift. Well, she's doing it to herself. She doesn't learn. She goes, she keeps falling for these same guys, and that's her pattern. She goes through these red flags, these Kansas City Chief red flags, and there she is. I I, I read today in an article that she made the uh, relationship TikTok official. So congratulations, Travis, for getting your relationship to be TikTok official as he was at the club with her parents. You could tell. I, that is kind of funny about this po- the the post party videos as you see Mahomes and uh, you see Jason Kelsey behind me in the in the Mysteriova. Jason Kelsey is enjoying the Super Bowl victory more than Travis is. You know Travis wants to be as a dumb meathead as he possibly can, but he can't because he's in the VIP booth with Taylor and her parents, while tra- while Jason's behind him with a fucking mask on, pissing in a plant. That's what he wants to be doing. Anyway, <laughs> so that was weird. I mean, and like, and it's a, that's the thing with the Chiefs. I mean, I wanted the Chiefs to win barely because the Chiefs are also insufferable, but it's not as much as the Niners are. <clears throat> it's so funny. Like when the Kansas City beat Baltimore, like just the announce, just the way they present the announcer, America, you have to deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, okay, that's one way of putting it. You're right. We have to deal with you. All right, we submit. You're the best. We get it. We don't have to like it, though. You have to deal with us. And we like Reed. We even like Mahomes. We hate his family. But Travis Kelsey is insufferable. My God. All right. How about the commercials in the Super Bowl? I, I, that was one time I, I watched the Super Bowl pretty much by myself. I had a buddy come over. <clears throat> because I'm still um, on the mend here at home, that's why I'm doing the show remotely. Uh, so I did enjoy. I, I don't like I don't like going to Super Bowl parties anymore. Anyway, you, you don't. You never see anything. You're standing up. You never get a good angle. You're eating. You're eating well, but you're not. You're not taking in the game. I get to take in the game and the commercials. I tell you what. The, <clears throat> the number one thing that uh, startled me about the ads was those Timu ads. 
Timu is like the Chinese Amazon that people go nuts for over here. It's an app called Timu, but it's a China Chinese company. You can buy like an air fryer for four dollars or <laughs> razor and a socks for twelve cents. Like it's all these like slave labor prices. That seems outrageous. You you when you buy it, you know this is not good. You know children are crying making this. But man, but man these deals are deals. They they had like eight fucking ads. Timu, that's what was even grosser. They spent like eighty million. Whatever, who cares? We're a Chinese communist empire. It just seemed like okay. This, this doesn't seem right. Chinese propaganda during the Super Bowl endorsing child labor prices, but for fat Americans, we love our savings, so let's do it. I tried. I tried that. I mean, I remember when Timu was really big a little while ago. I mean, it's obviously big still. I downloaded it. I saw the stuff. I'm like, I just, it just did not feel right. Not not like Amazon's any better, but it just felt it's it felt so cheap that like it it if you could feel human rights being violated when you hit submit or send or whatever, I was like, charge me more. My God, I do not want a television for twelve dollars. Make it fifty, and you got a deal. For Christ's sake, people are dying. Anyway, that was a bit uncomfortable, all those team events. <laughs> uh, what was the other one? This, the Ben Affleck one. People talked about that one. It was funny. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I, I feel old saying this, but I don't like celebrity Super Bowl ads. I don't like how it's part, switched over to celebrities. Fuck these celebrity Super Bowl ads. And like that's all they have to be is making fun of themselves and the celebrity. I mean, that's how we are. We're so obsessed with celebrity in our culture, but like, it's not the fucking. And that's and they think that's the pinnacle of comedy, making fun of their stupid fucking selves and their images. Even the Mr. T one, and I like Mr. T fine, and that was actually kind of funny only because I, I did feel like I spelled sketches wrong. But when I'm watching that ad with Mr. T, I'm feeling you could feel. <clears throat> like the ad exec bro who thought it'd be hilarious just to put Mr. T in an ad and he's getting $200,000 a year. Put Arnold in. Put uh... It's that upsetting. Call me old-fashioned, but I miss Super Bowl ads. That talking animals, boobs. And Three Stooges Dorito type kicks it in the nuts. You know, that was fucking that's that's how you do Super Bowl ads. Physical comedy. That's all. You're supposed they're supposed to be dumb. Not dumb, but you know, broad. I'll say that. Broad. <laughs> you can be smart and broad. I, at least they've turned down the sappiness. Although though, Jesus Christ bought out $12 million worth of ad block. That's good to hear. Good to see Jesus getting his name out there. That was a weird slogan. He didn't preach hate. He washed feet. What? Okay. All right. Where, where, where do I buy Jesus? I'll, all right. I'll, do I, is Jesus on Timu? Is he cheap there? You sold me, Jesus. You, you, you wash feet? Come on. Come on over. Wash some feet. 
How about that cancer ad too? That was a weird flex. The company just say the company is just the company was just flexing on how much they've done for cancer. Great. Why don't you use this money on fighting cancer instead of telling us how great you are doing it? Chase Bentley says, Jesus, he's in us. <laughs> he's in us, first half and second half. The iPhone with the blind guy, I didn't really get that either. Cool technology, but is he ever gonna is he ever gonna see those photos? That's what I don't get. You're altering his name. The couch potato one for what was that for Pluto? That was a funny one. Not, not that it was funny, but it was it's funny because as my buddy Sean Flannery says, <clears throat> who I do my other podcast, The Blackout Tires with. And we're also doing a live show here in Los Angeles on Sunday night. Um, he said it was hilarious, but all the streaming ad advertisements is how upfront they are about it. Like, your life is so, so terrible. Life is awful that you need these streaming services just to entertain and get away from it. That's that's what basically what all these things were. <laughs> Jay says, I wonder how the J-Man bought ad time and then Wahlberg slunk into frame. Well, Wahlberg, Wahlberg bankrolls, Jesus Christ. Chase Bentley, I don't know if you know how big Mark Wahlberg is out here, but he yeah, he bankrolls Christ. <laughs> He's a producer, just like on Entourage. Uh, the halftime show. How about that? Usher. I thought it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it started off slow. Usher started off slow. And then um, it was just weird. R &B, first of all, R&B is just a terrible format for a halftime show. I don't want to see. I don't want to hear love song. What the fuck is? It? I don't hear love songs with the wailing Alicia Keys. I said before. I said it again. Bruno Mars was was one of the best I've ever seen. Because Bruno Mars wants people on the goddamn dance floor. He wants you up feet. Get out there. It's perfect. He should do it every year. But of course you're not going to do it every year. Because they don't pay you. That's the NFL. The NFL doesn't pay you for your performing at the halftime show, which is absurd. They say, oh, well, yeah, you get publicity. But they do pay for your show performance. <clears throat> That's why you get this kind of a show. Where there's a thousand backup dancers. Like, who the fuck is this for? He's like, well, I, and I can see why Usher's doing this. He's like, well, fuck it. Well, then let's let's charge him as much as we can for this. And that's why he says halfway through the song, well, fuck this. I'm going to take off my shirt and just start roller skating. Which I, I did appreciate that. He did, he did, he did just make it into a fucking a mom porn show, basically. But at one point, he's just standing up. He's not even dancing. He's not lip syncing. He's not even dancing. Well, what's he doing up there? What he's doing up there, he's getting his money's worth. That's what he's doing. You're not going to pay me. This is what I'm giving you. And he's fine. I'm not even saying that's just bad. I mean, of course, he's he's good. He's fucking performing a Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, but I do blame this generation for accepting and 
accepting these lip syncers. They go up there and I get, yeah, well, yeah, of course they're lip syncing. So they'll be able to dance and get out of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well then why, then what's the point of going to a fucking concert? Why do you just want to see them? You have their Instagram. We've seen them on them. Like who are, who the fuck are these 500 dancers for? I don't get it. Even if you're at the state, like maybe if you're at the stadium, it's worth, it's something. Because of different colored lights. I'm just saying, would it kill you to get some goddamn rock and roll up there, huh? We get Metallica wailing in <laughs> We get some goddamn fog hat up there, maybe, you know? Let's get some real rock and roll up there. Just four men in their 70s strumming. And I don't even want, I don't want Stones. I don't want the Beatles. I don't even want you too. Some fucking rock and roll, bad company. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did not get Metallica. The Niners came out to Metallica for crying out loud. There's San Francisco. I guess you want to Vegas. I mean, get Kiss out there. That's a Super Bowl halftime show if you ever seen one. Terrible music. All lights and fucking makeup. Remember when Kiss and, and marketing and money. Remember when Kiss took off their makeup and it was like this slow reveal on MTV. It was one of those awkward TV segments you ever see. I think Adam Curry was like, here's Ace Freely, Peter Chris. And it's just showing middle-aged white men and Jews. <laughs> That's their makeup. I'm like, okay. All right, Gene. Yeah, make sure you show your tongue, Gene. Anyway, all I'm saying is would it kill you to get in? Get some rock and roll next year and it all ended up NFL halftime shows. Anyway, thank you everyone who is watching on YouTube. ML comes in, sees you. My man, where are you at? Just tune in. I'm, I'm right here. What do you mean, where, where am I at? I'm right, you're, you're looking at me. <laughs> but thank you for watching on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button. Get that in there. Um, hit the thumbs up. I am back, ML. I was gone for a couple of weeks. I was a little sick, uh, but I'm back. I'll talk a little bit more about that next show. I don't, I don't know if I have time. What was it? 46? Well, I might have time. Maybe I'll do a man in the box. Although I wasn't really prepared to do that. I'll give out some NBA bombs for tonight because I can't just talk about I can't just recap the Super Bowl. I got to give you guys some winners, right? Oh, I can actually play the NBA song. Although it's not as fun when I'm not talking about uh, the news. What would I what would I say? What was another tragedy? <laughs> I don't want to talk about a tragedy, but it is NBA season. One party to the next. Man, that song is so fucking long. Jesus. Anyway, uh, yeah, let me give you a couple NBA bombs for you guys for tonight. Uh, last night was the fun. I don't know if you saw the, the Knicks game. <clears throat> it was tied up. And then they called a foul on Jalen Brunson. It was not a foul at the buzzer. Guy, guy puts up like a half-court shot. Came close to going. Not a half-court, but in between half-court. And they called a foul on Brunson, which is insane. 
It was a terrible call. They, the referee said, yeah, it wasn't a foul. But then they go to the replay, and they go to the challenge thing. And I, I don't know what the NBA – I still don't know what the NBA challenge rule is. But I did know one thing, that Tom Thibodeau for the Knicks also did not know the challenge rule, and he was out of challenges, and he was. He, was, he couldn't challenge it. Which why, – why, why do they have to – if it's the last shot of the game, you shouldn't need a challenge. It should be at the rally. It should be automatic, okay? It's the only thing that matters in the NBA is the fucking last shot. It should be automatically challenged. So then the refs give you the old, well, we can't say it's not a foul, but we can say there's 0.3 seconds left. We can do that. Great. Well, why, why can't you change the thing that we all see? Well, pretend you didn't see it. That's all I can say about that. Maybe we should pixelate it. Let's show the replay with a pixelated everything but the clock. <laughs> anyway, that was pretty fun last night. Uh, a couple games tonight I like. Uh, Milwaukee minus eight versus Miami. Um, I normally wouldn't even play Milwaukee here because they just they played last night and they beat the Nuggets in a big game, emotional game for them. They ran them pretty good. And they were like a pick them last night, and now they're minus eight. So the market automatically goes, well, the Bucks are back. Doc Rivers is back. Like, no, Doc Rivers is still Doc Rivers. But we're going to take them tonight because the Heat are just, uh, they're just, they're limping into the All-Star break. They want this All-Star break to happen. You got no Jimmy Butler, no Rozier, no Josh Richardson. Duncan Robinson might not even play. Jimmy Butler is not even out for an injury. He's out for like personal reasons, which is much more terrifying than an injury. I don't want to know what Jimmy Butler's personal reasons are. I say this when I was in Chicago, um, outside this bar in uh, Armitage. There's a dive bar, an Irish bar. We were smoking outside. And next to that bar was like some, some weird golf simulated place that some people would go to. But Jimmy Butler pulled up. And his brand new truck with rims, and he was like a free agent that year or something, I think. But he played for the Bulls then. And he hops out, and he's going across. He's, <laughs> he's walking towards the bar next to us, and we're out smoking. We're like, "Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, come back to the Bulls, baby!" You know, he's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." Also, uh, on his truck, it had no rearview mirrors. Right? I swear to God, it had no rearview mirrors on his truck. Well, that's a nice truck. It looked like a hundred thousand dollar truck. Nice truck, Jimmy. But uh, where are the mirrors on that? Where are the mirrors? And he's like, uh, and he goes, I swear to God, Jimmy Butler yells back at us. That's the thing, man. I never looked back. Never looked back. We're like, wow, Jimmy. That's awesome. That's a cool motivational poster. I don't know if that's street legal, but um, all right, you take that on the highways out there on the expressway. Because that seems it seems highly dangerous. But all right, all right, Jimmy, do your thing. Um, Anthony Martin says he believed they had death in the family. He did. I didn't, but that's not as funny. Um, <laughs> but still, to my point, uh, I don't want to fuck with a Jimmy Butler coming back from a personal reason, death in the family, whatever it is, than, than an injury. Because he'll be fired up. But tonight we'll play the buck. And it's a re and it's a revenge from the series when how Milwaukee got knocked out of the playoffs by Miami last year, where Giannis famously said afterwards that uh, 
No such thing as failure. Just lessons learned, you know? So I don't know why you would ask me about us being a failure as a one seed. No such thing. We just learned lessons. And then all the and all the media was like, yeah, Giannis, that's just, I mean, you're right. That is something we tell kids. We tell our children that. That you have to learn a lesson and there's no such thing as failure. But uh, we don't believe that at all. There, there's failure. That's why there's a scoreboard. That's why the bookie's calling me right now. I'll tell you know I'm, I'm I might tell the bookie. You know what? Uh, we there's no there's no such thing as failure. I know I had money on Milwaukee, but uh, I think we all just learned a lesson here. And that lesson is you shouldn't give me a line of credit, obviously, because I'm going to be reckless with it. So maybe maybe you know maybe we all learn something here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't we don't buy that shit anyway. Uh, so I like. Oh, let me let me play. Let me hit the bomb. I didn't even I forgot all about that. So Milwaukee minus eight. Uh, give you another game. Detroit and the Lakers. Line is eleven. I want to take the Pistons. It's gross, but I like the Pistons tonight. Pistons have been playing well. They covered six of the last seven games. They almost beat the Clippers on Super Bowl Sunday at noon. Um, even though they traded their best player, Bogdanovich, they got they got real they got players with real problems out there. They're playing for their jobs, you know. They got baby mama problems. They got fucking, you know, work problems. I always like players who are playing for their fucking lives out there, and the Pistons have been. More importantly, <clears throat> as you saw at the Clippers last night, they had a Super Bowl hangover. They were there. LeBron was at the Super Bowl. So here, here's his Super Bowl hangover. He had, you know, he had a bunch of red wine up in that uh, booth up there. He's coming around. He doesn't give a shit about that. This is the rare uh, party sandwich spot. They just came from partying in Vegas at the Super Bowl. Now they're back in L.A. And then you got the all-star break coming this weekend in Indianapolis. And then you got to look ahead. You got to look ahead party line. So that being said, I like the Pistons plus 11, maybe even sprinkle a little on that money line plus 420. Why not? The, the, the Lakers love losing games like this. And uh, fuck it. <laughs> That is about. That is about it. No Isaiah Stewart either. That's good news for. Uh, you don't want to scare LeBron. He's the guy who went after. He almost fought LeBron one time. Anyway, that's gonna do it for today. Oh, should I, I was gonna do that, man. I'll do the man in the box later. About. <clears throat> about uh, about the hospital things. I want to write that out even more. And. Uh, I can tell my voice. <laughs> He's just going out a little bit. Let me play. Let me at least play the goddamn song, right? Can't hear it. Yeah, it is me, the man in the box. <laughs> oh man, I know, I know. I'll talk a little bit about the hospital. I did go to a Santa Monica hospital. It was very LA. 
A lot of pet, a lot of service animal dogs would come in. Oh, the floor go nuts for that. And the nurses was a great dog, a little peppercorn. He came up there and you pet him. And his owner's like, yeah, we usually go to the, the kids hospital, but that's like two hours in traffic. Like, yeah, you don't want to. You want to put the dog in traffic, right? Yeah, we're gonna we hang out here and we come by. Well, cool. You know, he's cool for adults too. I'm sure. I'm sure kids would hate to see a dog. Kid dying. Kids would hate to see a dog. So I get it. No controversy. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you what. I appreciate you see Jenner's being here. I'm glad to be back doing shows. As you say, I'm still on a little home mend. I'm, an, I'm a home IV, do-it-yourself IV nurse. I still have a little pneumonia in my lungs, so I'm giving myself IVs. Don't put that in my bio. Do-it-yourself IV nurse. It's easy. I still have the fucking board in me, so I don't, it's, you just got to switch it off. I will say this, but I do have a nurse who comes and he takes blood. He came by Super Bowl Sunday. He gave me like a 30-minute window. Hey, I'm coming by in a half hour. What? It's the fucking Super Bowl. I could be anywhere right now. I mean, I'm not. Luckily, luckily you, you texted me, and I'm not anywhere. So I, now I wonder if I'm supposed to be out. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so he came by, and I was like, you're not a fan of Super Bowl? No. He said that immediately. He must have fucking hammered Tails, lost, and fucking shut it off. I lost 50000 on Tails. Fuck this game. It's over with. Which I do respect. Get the bet, get the bet out. Get the bet over with. That's what I say. That's what I like about the coin toss bet. It's the same thing as betting Kansas City or San Francisco, betting heads or tails. You're the same odds. Matter of fact, you have to win more coin tosses no matter what side you chose. Like if you had Kansas City, yeah, congratulations. You won. I also had Kansas City, but I mean, how lucky were you? The fucking punt fumble. That the guy doesn't the, the punt doesn't hit that guy's leg. They don't win that game. They were doing nothing. It was 10 to 6, and they were doing nothing with the ball. Then it got gifted a touchdown. Then a game happened. That's the thing. Everyone's like, what a great Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was not good. The ending was good. The last fourth quarter in overtime was good. But the rest of the game was terrible. Both teams fumbling, and just it just looked sloppy. Everything was sloppy. It was weird. Anyway. Um, so that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. Um, follow me, of course, on the Instagram and the Twitters and the whatnot. The, the graphic, Jesus. If this Sunday at the, there's a bar in, uh, Skid Row called the Escondite. It's gonna be a fun show. It's seven o'clock Sunday night. Um, called the Blackout Diaries, which is a huge show in Chicago. It's about drinking and storytelling. And uh, this is a dive bar, Chicago type dive bar in Los Angeles. We found so we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a Los Angeles type show there Sunday night. Hopefully, I might I'll be able to look it up. Anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for today's show. Thank you, everybody. Uh, who came in at the chat room. You know, guys, you know who you are. So that's going to do it for today. And I'll be back on Thursday, I believe. Thursday or Friday. I'll let you guys know. Stay tuned. Probably Thursday. Anyway, good night.